0: Learn the best spell of all. What's that? Sleep. Hey, welcome back to My Alchemical Bromance. This is Matt, and here's Eric.
1: This is Eric. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: Eric. <laughs> it's been a bit since we got to do this. Yeah, it has. It has. Uh,
1: uh, yesterday, our Snowpocalypse episode aired, just to give you an idea. And now it's what? Oh, 80 degrees. Away from oh, is it report? gonna it's make me lose a... um,
0: So we went from snow straight we... to May.
1: Yeah, except the funny thing is, like yesterday, the weather was still really crappy. Uh, and today it's it's nice. It's not eighty, but it's it's getting it's getting better. Portland never really knows what to do with its springs. Okay, but so. We're at Hopworks Urban Brewery, which is kind of my home brewery. Like, this is this is just, uh, like, a block away from my house. And I come here all the time, and I'm part of the bug club. So the bug club.
0: Oh, you got your own fancy. I was wondering how you got that. See, it's giant,
1: isn't it? Um,
0: and I've always wanted... To, I've driven by here for three years, uh-huh. but I've never been in.
1: Uh, well, it's... The funny thing is, it's, it's, it's about ten years old. It's... Right around the same age as Esoterica Lodge. Uh, and today I'm drinking... So Hopworks has made some changes in their lineup recently. They got rid of one of my favorite beers, which is the Deluxe Organic Ale, the DOA, which is sort of an American strong ale. But it was just like the be- most beautiful balance of malts and heat and, and hops. Like it was delicious. I loved it. I drank it all the time, uh, unless they had abominable winter ale on. Their abominable Winter Ale is kind of like a super hoppy red ale. Uh, and that was on for a long time this year because right when they thought they were out, they discovered a secret cache of extra abominable, uh, which I was super excited about. Um, but now that that's gone, I had a few weeks where I was really sad. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Hopworks, but what am I going to drink? They don't have my favorite beers on tap. Uh, but now they put the Pig War on, which is another one of my favorite beers that they make. And this thing, which you have, right? One of yours is Pig War. This uh, guy, that looks like Pig War right
0: wait, there. Which one? Pig War is number... I'm drinking a sampler of five, so i got to figure out my numbers. It's Pig War Six, number... three. Which should be that one.
1: Okay. Um, so Pig War is, uh, is part of this, like, I guess it's sort of a popular style of IPA that's happening in Portland right now. Um... I only know this because I came across an article in, in some uh, beer magazine that was like, oh, these new cloudy IPAs. And they're, they're cloudy IPAs, I think, mostly made with wheat, or they leave like wheat protein suspended in them or something. So they have kind of like this really fresh, fruity, hot flavor. Yeah. I really like it. Juicy and... Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to poison your palate. You should tell me what you think about it.
0: It's really nice tastes like a lot of the other... Uh, I've had... This is my fourth or fifth white IPA?
1: Yeah. I guess they call it a white IPA, don't they? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not quite the same as the white IPA um, whatever it is that uh, Deschutes makes that I've had quite a bit of... What was that called? I can't remember what it's called. But it's tasty.
0: <laughs> not Inversion, is it?
1: No. Um, I've had it, but I can't remember the name. Isn't Inversion their normal IPA? I don't remember. I don't remember we're bad at this <laughs> let's, let's but talk I, let's but talk. I still have
0: that expectation anytime I see like white IPA I expect like a wit beer I expect yeah I know that's not what it is but in my mind I keep waiting for like cor- orange pill and coriander banana
1: yeah, like banana on the nose and stuff yeah but that doesn't that's not we don't get that out of this that's not uh, um, so maybe we should talk about uh, uh, the occult sure so, do you know what that is have you heard of this before? I think I've heard a couple of things. <laughs> um, Mostly from my pastor
0: at church. Yeah, your,
1: ch- your church your occult time. <laughs> um, I thought it would be fun to talk about uh, divination and scrying, which is something that we haven't really covered in the podcast very much. Um, especially since it's kind of a core skill, and probably a lot of listeners might already know me as like a tarot guy. Uh, and also, um, I don't know if you know this, you probably don't know this, but we, uh, uh, I just held a seance. No. What do you mean, no? No, I mean, I, I knew that you
0: were going to do it, but I was bummed that I couldn't.
1: Oh, man, we, we tried scheduling this with different groups of people and different groups of people, and finally, I I can't, I'm not going to reveal who was in the seance just in case they don't want to be known as like, oh, that weird guy that was in the seance, but, um, we did uh, let me see how am I input I think I need to bump that ooh that looks better um so one of the guys who was in the seance his um he just he got a girlfriend recently who's really into occult stuff and she basically pressured us she's like let's do the seance and so we're like okay and she's like and then they picked a date and we were like it was a total like save the date we're having a seance sort of thing Uh. You know so we all had to like go pick out dresses and that sort of thing wow that, that's it wait i
0: was like well this is portland okay well, i'll go with it that's
1: cool yeah i mean there are there are seance uh there are like boutique seance dress places uh, all over like up and down hawthorne that's super popular um, seance district yeah the seance district <laughs> so uh so we held the seance um now i was gonna now joey was supposed to be there but he couldn't at the last minute he had a family emergency which was a bummer because I wanted Joey to be the medium. I thought he would do a really good job with it. Um, so we maybe were a little unstructured. Like mm. I got I got some advice on how to hold a séance from uh, Katie Montana Jordan, who's like a local paranormal minor celebrity, and she was like, "Oh, do this and this and this," and I basically did nothing that she said. But so I feel like our results were a little. We didn't have very good results we did it two different ways. The first way is we had everybody sit around a circle in a table um, and we held hands and we started with like a really generic simple prayer and then kind of an invitation for spirits to appear. And I tried to explain to everybody there like, you know, when a spirit talks to you, you know, even though we always talk about like a spirit talking to you, it's not necessarily going to be something you hear with your ears. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's visions sometimes it's emotions sometimes it's uh words that come into your head you know so it's not um but i just think that we didn't have enough of a purpose like a, a group purpose in order to get stuff working super well so then after that we tried again with a ouija board and that was pretty interesting we got we, had you used one before uh i mean i yeah i've used a ouija board before i when i was a kid we used it a bunch um, it's been on my list of things to do i I've been uh, meaning to get into Ouija boards and stuff, but uh, no, not not in a long time. And so that was that was interesting because I think we got some sort of spirit who could, but whatever it was, it, it couldn't spell. We could ask yes or no questions, uh, and we didn't get like super good answers out of anything. It was it was uh, it was. We're going to do it again. We decided we are going to do it again. We're going we're gonna to keep practicing. I'm going to try to get a more refined thing going. Um, but what it, what it made me think about is, like, so seances... Now, the, the seance thing... I guess that doesn't really count as divination or scrying, does it? It's more of a conjuration or an invocation or something, or a... Hmm isn't it? I don't know. That's what I was going
0: to ask you about because it's kind of weird that we're talking about this because two days ago on a flu, my YouTube channel or my recommended YouTube videos popped Uh up and started popping up this guy who makes these devices that supposedly allow spirits to talk by grabbing random uh, streams off the internet and so I'll ask a question and using this box that's just scanning different internet radio streams if... There's no noise, but supposedly if the spirit wants to respond, it'll grab the sections of random audio coming in to communicate. Uh-huh. Oh, that was really interesting. And the guy makes some apps, so I thought, oh, I'll download this app. What's like, a, what do they call it? EVP recorder or something like that. But, but it's an EVP
1: recorder for the internet. Like it uses internet stuff. Well, his
0: thing, but this thing doesn't. This is like I guess a traditional EVP recorder where. You but how just does let it work? It through your
1: phone does your phone have a
0: radio? No, that's what I'm saying. This isn't one that scans. This is one that just records audio uh, so you ask questions and you play it back later and right suppose it supposedly right. picks up which I haven't used it yet
1: I forgot to silence my phone <laughs> um, so
0: you just turn it on and it play it does play static
1: <laughs> it plays static yeah okay. I'm not really sure I honestly don't know how. Uh, I mean that's like that's like ghost hunting stuff yeah Uh, I don't know I don't know if that falls into the realm of yeah and and I guess even with like with seances you know I know that it's a traditional spiritualist um, uh, technique that's used for contacting like supposedly spirits of the dead And I don't I'm not really even convinced that spirits of the dead like hang out yeah why why would they yeah why do they do they stick around and if so uh, what are they getting out of it like why do they stick around so, so that's um, kind of a, I may Yeah, who knows? But, uh, my thought on that
0: is, I think it, it goes into uh, just a complete point, I guess, out of my ass, but stuff like that, whenever you do have clear answers, or I've, I've seen sessions where they'll ask a spirit, like, what's the deal with this? Or can you identify yourself? And something bleeds through that is intelligible and makes sense uh-huh. relative to the question that was asked. In my mind, I think it's just multiverse theory stuff leads over you pick it up I don't think it's necessarily
1: ghosts yeah spirits but but multiverse theory
0: yeah yeah you know, why not
1: stuff phasing through and... in my mind I guess uh, it makes me think of it makes me think of uh, the uh, Egyptian concept of the soul where the soul has multiple parts mm-hmm. and one of the parts I think the Ba there's like there's like so there's one part that goes into the underworld and has its uh, its uh, stuff measured against like the heart of mod and things. Um, we're gonna eat rather than eat in your ears. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back. Uh we're back. Lunch was good? Lunch was delicious. Was really was good. Good. So right now you're tasting the Chocolatel wake up.
0: I thought it would be waka. Waka? waka. waka I
1: think it's... Uh, like Oaxaca? It might be haka loddle Is it Hawaka? Oh. Oaxaca? Yeah, I thought it was Oaxaca. I always thought that the X in... I don't even know. It's, it's some sort of um, Mexican, Native American mm-hmm. language. I think it makes kind of a, a rough H sound, like a like Mexico, mm-hmm. or Texas or haka <laughs> uh, what do you think about it? T- tell us what you think about it.
0: It's a lot more subtle than I was expecting.
1: Yeah? I thought they did a good job. I thought it kind of hit right on. Um, I, ju- I had it a few days ago, though.
0: No, it's really good. It's just it's subtle. I yeah. was expecting it because it says, uh, Belgian quad brewed with cinnamon, vanilla, almond, peppers, and tequila oak. And none of those other than the cinnamon really jumped out. Uh, yeah I guess I mean it's balanced very balanced yeah I was expecting I was expecting like a
1: punch to the mouth with something more robust yes and gnarly still really good yeah um, deceptively smooth for eight half percent oh yeah yeah uh, and I just tried the double vision which is a, a Northwest English strong ale style Pacific Northwest English strong ale um, I liked it. It reminded me it reminded me of those beers that you can't get here anymore. It reminded me a little bit of the DOA but with like more of a more of a roasted, uh, dark flavor to it. Huh. Uh from that, delicious.
0: Yeah, it is a lot roastier than a normal Ooh, I'm gonna order another beer.
1: What I don't know what to get. I know what I'm gonna get. Yeah. What are you gonna get? I would like a ferocious citrus piece. Okay. Do you need a pint of one of those? Um I think I'll do the Berliner Vice. Okay. Thanks. Um, and just in case the clanking of stuff on this copper table is too loud for the recorder I just ordered uh, I just ordered a Ferocious Citrus IPA
0: and I ordered a Berliner Weiss
1: Um, I really like their IPAs here they they don't they don't tend to go over the top with IPAs like a lot of uh, Portland breweries do Um, but while they're still hoppy they aren't like they're not like kill you with hops yeah Um, you still
0: taste the malt yeah oh
1: yeah and they're and they do they always have a, a single hop on so they always do single hop IPAs and those are really fascinating here because their their uh, grain bill is usually so similar that that the hops really like stand out in their own way and I really like that about them. Okay, but now back to our occult topic. Uh, before the break, I was talking about the Egyptian parts of the soul and how those might relate to a séance. So. Um, and I'm totally going to get these wrong because I'm not an Egyptian priest, but I believe it's the ka is the part that goes into the underworld and has it and is and corresponds to like the heart or the or the soul, um, which is weighed against the feather of Mott, And if it fails, you're eaten, destroyed. You're eaten by like a giant alligator yeah. demon, right? Uh, and if it, it succeeds, and I, I don't know what happens, you get to like go have grapes peeled for you by pharaohs or something. Um, and then the other part, the ba is uh, what the impression I get from it is that it's it's like your memories it's the part of you that's made up of your conscious memories and, and that sort of stuff and it remains and wanders the earth for eternity and like slowly dwindles away or whatever so like relating that to a seance in my brain that would mean that it's the shell or <coughs> remnant of a person that is left behind,
0: and that the, the
1: true part, or the, like the actual soul part, is the one that you can contact. Hmm. We're going to get another Thank, thank, thank you. you. You're
0: welcome. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Careful cheers. Oh no, you can leave it. Really nice
1: too. Yeah, yeah. that's the Berliner Weiss. It is. Tell us about it. Uh, by us, I don't mean the the royal s. I mean me <laughs> and, and our uh, three dozen listeners.
0: It's it's a classic Berliner Weiss. It's yeah, very light, refreshing, little citrusy, yeah, little tartness, it's, yeah, perfect for this sweltering <laughs> so, sixty eight degree very wet day. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow, we really took the Oklahoma out of you, didn't we? You're all like, oh, 68 degrees. I'm
0: sweating like a pig. i shorts. (laughs) No, it's really nice. Cool. I tend not to drink them throughout most of the year, but when it starts warming up like this, I Uh I start getting a hankering for them. But I'll still go for my barrel-aged 15% beers in the heat of the summer.
1: Well, let me tell you... uh... Yeah, which one is this? Because i'm drinking the ferocious citrus which is uh howdy. Oh, I, I had that earlier oh the citrus is really mm-hmm. like White i thought crust. at first it when the citrus flavor started coming on i was like is that an orange but it's kind of lemony mm-hmm. almost um or is it grapefruity
0: the description says grapefruit is a
1: grapefruit does a grapefruit taste like a cross between an orange and a lemon i got grapefruit and lime when i had it lime Yeah, maybe um, the thing that's funny is it's, it's cloudy. When, when mm-hmm. she brought it, I was like, oh, I didn't order another pig war. Uh, but maybe that's just... The, it's brewed with weed also. Brewed with weed? Wheat. Oh, <laughs> damn. Oh, <laughs> well, have
0: you had any of the CBD beers yet? No. Oh, are there breweries here making CBD beers? You know, we're
1: going to have to do a whole episode about these. We're going to have to find out where they are, and we're going to have to go drink them. Or we could brew one. <laughs> or we could brew one. <laughs> um, but let's talk... But, but uh, So back to the... Uh, Egyptian. Um, definitely oh, Egyptians.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, but that's, that's, I want to talk I want to ask you about weird. divination. What forms of divination do you use?
0: Um I've done bibliomancy. Yeah. throw uh, uh, And I have also... I don't know if there's a name for this. I don't know if it would be it could be made up. I'm surely so other people oh, have done this Oh, made up no. Yes. That's it. <laughs> Audiomancy? Audiomancy. Audio, Or I'll I'll concentrate for a few moments, ask a question, uh-huh. and then I'll hit shuffle, and have a predetermined number that I'm going to hit. And I'll hit skip three times, and the third song will be what a, the answer to what I'm seeking. And it's been pretty interesting. Oh, that's the results. Of that's that.
1: like chaos magic divination, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. You kind of made that up. Yeah. That's cool. I it's don't know really if interesting a name too. for that. Let's call it audio Okay. or sh- shuffleman. Aro- Aromancy. Shuffleman.
0: Shuffle mancy. I, like I like that. Uh, okay. Let's not church it up. Let's
1: we've we've just just invented a new type of divination. Shuffle mancy. Uh, it's only possible because of the iTunes age.
0: Yeah. I've done it a lot whenever I, especially return when I go back to Oklahoma to visit. Uh-huh. I'll, uh huh. I'll. I'll ask what the tone for the trip is going to be yeah. and, and what I can expect to experience uh-huh. overall. And it's usually been dead on.
1: Now, if you end up doing that and getting a song like uh, Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash or maybe Anal Staircase by Coyle... Uh, would then you I immediately can- cancel my flight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now... What about so? All right. So scrying, like the difference between divination and scrying, is that scrying usually involves, uh, uh, like peering into an. It's not like you don't have like a predetermined set of things, or or like a really hard system for doing stuff, but instead involves like peering into a crystal, or smoke, or smoke, or a pool of water, or I've like the entrails of an animal smoke. or something. Coffee, tea, tea with. Is that a kind of scrying or is I was a... going to ask if that That's a divination, right? isn't it? I think
0: that that. Line... really is like uh, the ground, coffee grounds. Of yeah, coffee yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um,
1: I don't know. I think the line is a little blurry, but I think usually with, with scrying, you wait for a vision to appear, right? So maybe entrails are still divination and tea leaves are still divination, but but like. You I've know. attempted scrying with smoke, but. Uh huh. Have you had any luck with scrying? No. Uh, but I've only
0: tried it with smoke. I haven't tried using a, a polished black mirror or anything like that.
1: Or... Well, I have. Um, I've done a little bit of black mirror stuff. I just came across my notes from a black mirror experience. Uh, black mirror? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's uh, that's something that I definitely want to mention. Mm. Is that people mm. have talked about using. Uh, oh sorry
0: for the listeners i just held up my my phone yeah in reference to a black mirror
1: using using a phone or a tablet as a black mirror is something that is totally i mean it's the same thing it's the same kind of surface it's reflective and black um but uh but i've had a little bit of success with black mirrors uh and recently i just got a crystal ball um about a month ago and i've been experimenting with that i I'm still trying to figure out how to do it because my impression is that a crystal ball probably works best in a mostly dark room and I almost never do ritual at night. I, it's like my ritual time is dawn or within like the first four hours of waking up like I'm a morning ritual guy so uh, so I've been I haven't been good at doing it regularly so I'm thinking I need to just make it like part of my morning ritual routine like start using the crystal ball in the morning um and I've been working you know I I don't really have enough of an impression to know what I think about it yet I uh, I took uh Johannes trithemius's um method of uh, culling spirits into crystals and sort of adapted it so it wasn't all Christian mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out like what's the best method do you... Do you just go at the at the crystal ball and be like, whatever happens to show up, show up? Or do you do like Trithenius suggests or like the like the Heptameron which is another grimoire, like the like the grimoire suggest and have like a specific spirit that you call forth. Um, and this is a, this is sort of made like the the spirit calling has to do with the planetary hour which is made incredibly possible by my smart alter, alter. which is totally, which is up and running it now. It's up and running and it it works great. Like uh, there is a bug; it, it doesn't detect um, uh, Sunday mornings before sunrise correctly. Uh, it says that it's Sunday and not Saturday still, uh, and I need to fix that bug. But aside from that, it's it's great. Like it totally every time I now do ritual or sit down for meditation or anything of that nature I know exactly what the planets are um and it's a it's a really interesting effect you know having that done for you automatically I I really like it um yeah so scrying I, I don't know about how I don't know how uh successful I'm going to be at that yet I I really feel like it's a skill that you can learn with enough practice um and I feel like I kind of have a sense of the, like, mental state or, like, trance state you have to be in in order to do it, uh, I just don't feel like I get there very easily. And I know that it happens sometimes when I meditate. Sometimes when I meditate, I'll see... Sometimes when I meditate, I'll get, like, either visions or or words or things that, that when they happen afterwards, I'm kind of like, oh, that was crying. But it's accidental. So invoking that or, or calling that up on purpose is a trick that I don't know yet.
0: Has have you read anything like like how did Kelly get into a trance state when he would scry with... Has, has anyone written about
1: how to get into that state? <clears throat> um, I haven't read... Uh, I haven't read the, uh, in depth, like what, I haven't, I mean, I've read a lot about John Dee and Edward Kelly, but I haven't read any of their stuff in depth, like the, the actual transcripts or the notes that John D took, uh, but the impression I got is that John D didn't really know. John D felt like he couldn't do it. Um, and I know that for some people, they just do certain trance states really easily, or they trust some part of themselves, some inner voice more easily than the rest of us do. I... I don't honestly know, uh, but it's something that I'm that I aim to find I out. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but do you know true. if it's advisable to use if you're in a state where this is legal to uh-huh. use certain substances to help get you into that trance
1: state more? Or do you think that would hinder? Um, I think that. Uh, not dancing. I round. think like you want to say where cannabis is legal. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, I was yeah. trying to think of, like, what, what do I what do I feel about that? And, you know, honestly, I'm not at a point, I'm not enough of an expert to say one way or the other. But I will say that we know that uh, prophecy in the past, so scrying, I think scrying and prophecy are kind of similar. Um, but prophecy in the past was done, or oracles or whatever were done by, uh, you know, for instance, like the Python at. Um, at uh, the Oracle of Delphi, uh, she would um, she would be huffing poisonous fumes. She'd be she'd be high on volcano gas. Yeah. Um, so I don't see how it would hurt. You know, I mean, you you basically want like some part of your unconscious mind to contact some source and like bubble forth with information. Right. So so one of the things that I've been thinking that I haven't done yet is to set up the crystal ball on like um, uh, a platform so like I've got a chair for instance that has just it's wooden slats instead of like a solid seat so set up set it up on that and then have like burning marijuana or hash below it so the smoke not only billows up around the crystal ball but also affects my mental state that might be really cool <laughs> <laughs> Hot box yeah. Room or? Well, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna do the the, the Mad anti Frankincense method or anything. Which but. I've accidentally. I didn't realize that
0: Frankincense was psychoactive <laughs> until I
1: boxed myself a couple times. I, I thought it was just in my
0: head, and then I found. Out, oh no.
1: Yeah. It's it's psychoactive. Plus plus carbon monoxide. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That's a that's a really good question. I, you know, again, it's gonna be. It's, I don't know why I keep coming back to, like, if there's a,
0: is this the right way to do this?
1: Like, I, I, We I don't, don't know
0: if it's the right way. I don't,
1: I don't think there is a
0: right way no matter what. That's why I keep coming back to lately, is that...
1: I suspect that there are wrong ways. Let's say human sacrifice is the wrong way.
0: Yeah, I would agree with
1: that. Yeah. Uh, there are probably some other wrong ways. Like, I don't know. explosion Explosionomancy? Yes. <laughs> Arsonomancy? <laughs> I mean do you get what I'm saying though as far as kleptomancy like, steal it
0: right? yeah like you ask I'm a, a question, I'm just going to randomly reach into an aisle yeah. and grab you ask a question steal.
1: and then you walk into a drugstore and you see what you steal and you're like oh this totally answers my question I just needed a pen <laughs> I, re- I was really hungry and I needed a candy bar <laughs> kleptomancy <laughs> <laughs> so there we go now we've got uh, what is it shuffleomancy and kleptomancy yes we're, uh, we're pioneers we're yes. groundbreakers groundbreakers <laughs> um, yeah and I didn't talk at all about me doing tarot yet and I'm I'm worried about the time but you know maybe I'll just talk you and give me a ride downtown I can do that alright cool uh, but I would like to talk about tarot because I suspect a lot of people who listen to our podcast know that I'm a tarot reader, kind of a semi-professional tarot reader. And um, I want to kind of disabuse people of the idea that, that tarot readers can see the future. I, I know there are tarot readers who think they can see the future, and maybe there are some who can through some... Bizarre magical power, but um, I certainly can't. I don't feel like I can see the future. I, when I read tarot cards, uh, and in fact, this is something that I, I talked about on the Alex Cast episode that I was on. I think tarot works best when it's for yourself. You know, it's a it's a set of symbols that you interpret. I don't even really know what to say about it, it but it's totally. I find it to be like a much better introspective tool. Than a way of telling somebody else something, um, and it, it's because it's super subjective, you know, looking at the symbols and seeing what they mean and all that kind of stuff. And I, I stopped sounding profound. It might be because of the amount of beer I've had. But uh, in fact, I've kind of I've been thinking about not doing professional tarot reading anymore. Just coming from
0: that standpoint of thinking that you're not really. I've really just been
1: having this experience where, you know, I'll you know, sometimes I'll have a really profound connection to somebody and we'll have a really profound reading and I'll I'll draw the cards and everything'll be amazing. Um but a lot of times I just feel like I'm telling everybody the same thing over and over and over again. I feel like people get tarot readings when they're unwilling to make their own decisions or unwilling to make hard decisions and they need like an external excuse Push. or validation right. um, so I, I, I always sort of simplify that into saying like I feel like the tarot is always telling people that I'm reading for it's just giving them a kick in the ass and telling them do what you already know is right uh, and that bothers me I don't want to be in a situation where I'm a, a validator for somebody else like I feel like they need to I feel like people need to take responsibility for their own decisions and own actions yeah. I suppose um, but I also uh, you know I mean the tarot readings of that that would be the best would be for other occultists or other esotericists where you're like let's find out what sort of like mystical thing you should be working on or let's answer some question about the nature of the universe or let's let's explore something that isn't like
0: Oh God should I leave
1: my job yeah like yes you should always leave your job because you either control the means of production or you're a slave <laughs> <laughs> but but, it, but a lot of it is just like people filled with the angst of, of their worldly existence like and I know that that's that's the healing condition everybody's always filled with that angst but it's always just sort of like I don't know if my girlfriend loves me anymore or or, or my boss hates me or or god should I get a new car uh, I'm, I'm thinking of moving to a different city is it a good idea and I'm always just like these. I'm not going to be able to tell you anything you don't already know I'm going to give you cards that are going to reinforce what uh, you already feel and make you feel better about it because somebody else told you it was okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: that makes sense but at the same time I've also had oh well uh myself, Mm -hmm. Amy, and Joy, Mm -hmm. had this one tarot reader. She would come up from Texas Uh to this, uh, they call it the spirit fair in Oklahoma City. On a different occasion, she read each of us. uh, And she seemed to be one of the few that somehow was able to get a glimpse in the future. I became very skeptical, like I removed my Masonic ring, my wedding ring. I tried to... You know me, I can be pretty deadpan in my facial expressions.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, you're full of tells, but... <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I didn't try to volunteer anything. Yeah. And in all of our cases, she laid
0: out our lives over the next eight months uh-huh. to a T. Like, we didn't even ask specific questions. She asked, like, is there an area you want to look into, or you just want me to read what I think is going on coming yeah. up? And each of us had said, you know, just tell me what in very specific details with Amy's career, uh, with Joey's move, with my move, with uh-huh. my work. Not like very specific things. Like with Joey, she said, you'll we'll be leaving Oklahoma and moving somewhere on the West Coast for the last four months. And he did. Granted, that could be self fulfilling.
1: Yeah. But yeah. she
0: kind of did the same thing with me and my work and
1: our move. And, and Amy's part of that career. might be. Um, and it's all. Part of it might have been like. You guys were not happy there, right? Oh, and no. That was that was obvious. Like, mm-hmm. and it was obvious that part of the reason you weren't happy there was because you were, you didn't fit in very well.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. There, there,
1: there's yeah. almost always an element of cold reading to, yeah, to tarot. Uh, not that that's bad. Cold reading isn't bad, but and I don't want to I don't want to say that like tarot reading is universally crap. Mm-hmm. I really, really like it. I think it's super valuable. Um, I just think that the most valuable tarot readings you're going to get are ones that you give yourself. And, um, and y- y- you know, maybe one of these podcast episodes or maybe some article I'll, I'll write or something, I, I want to just sort of lay out an easy method to do it. I think that people, it's super easy to pick up. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to learn. I also think I really got to take a leak. Uh, so Should we talk take... quits or Yeah, yeah, this is probably a good Let's cool up, place yeah. to wrap it up. Uh, should I do the wrap up since you did the opening sure okay this thank you for listening to my alchemical bromance you can find us on the web at myalchemicalbromance.com um, we would love to hear some questions yeah we'd love feedback feedback questions um, dick pics you know no, whatever no only, only <laughs> to <laughs> Eric no actually <laughs> only to Joey only to Joey Joey loves dick <laughs> Joy loves dick pics.
0: <laughs>
1: that's a new podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's a new podcast. Uh, so uh, until next time. Um, Hilaris. Yeah, and Yahtzee. <laughs>